Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I figured it out, Jake. ESPN Radio. We are on the ESPN app. If you have a phone in your pocket, you got us with you wherever you go. You can listen to us live on the app. I figured it out, Jay. What's up? What, You know that? The Broncos play the coach tonight, right? Uh Uh-huh. Once the game is over, Russ can come and scoop you up. Okay. Y'all can fly to London to see the Giants. Yeah, or going west to east. And what I would they it. do while they were in London? Take a stroll through, you know. Buckingham Palace. Buckingham. And they with the tour. To the, Check to it the, out. To the royalty there. Yeah, I'm game with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. G450, pick me up, bros. <laughs> G450. So uh, we're presented by my Progressive Insurance. Alone. What's up? <laughs> Wrong. Russell Wilson, Russ, he man. tweeted about the Queen upon her passing. He, yeah. It affected him concerned. emotionally. I mean, like, he you know, concerned. it affected like, him emotionally. Man, stop. Well, See? I'm just saying, why would you tweet that? Like, in other words, Lennox Lewis, former heavyweight champion of the world, Lennox and I were broadcast partners for a while, been all over the world with Lennox, right? Lennox, when the Queen passed, he had met her. He won a gold medal, at, you know, as a Brit, the whole thing. He, you know, wrote some nice things. Clearly, he had interpersonal, like, experience with her, and it meant something to him. And as a, you know, and he wrote something nothing, that was real. But we nothing, don't, but we don't, I know, think, no, you don't, don't know, know if, he's if ever Russell met her. Yeah, and maybe. her hung out in Virginia. We don't know that. That's possible. The question is the You're right. I remember Seattle, that trip she made to Virginia. Maybe, maybe when he signed with the Broncos, maybe mm-hmm. she gave him a handwritten note. We don't know. So you now know. we're making fun of somebody that just says, you know, rest in peace. No, I'm that's just, what, I'm no, saying, I remember. That's what we're doing now. That, that's you, that's how low this show is going, I nice remember, Kellerman. I think the Queen made a you stop know. in Virginia. She was in Norfolk, Virginia, I think, something, at Pernell Whitaker's uh, birthplace or something See, like that. I don't that's know. what I'm talking about. Relentless. That's where they must no have met. No one is making fun. Max, move on. <laughs> he can't so help the himself. the Indianapolis Colts uh, are at the Denver Broncos tonight on Thursday night football. The Broncos are favored by a field goal. They're at home. Basically, the odds makers are telling you, man, these teams are about even. I, I think the line moved to three and a half, right? Jay started three, I, moved I to three and a half. I think it was at three and a half. I think it's back. Oh, it got bet down, down to three. three. Ooh, people. Oh, really a lot of juice like is coming in for who? For the Colts. For, the people oh, like God. three and a half on the road. Boy, that's not that's not a good look for us because Matt Ryan hadn't looked good. Matt Ryan played okay last week. Okay. Yeah, I mean he did all right. He had a couple turnovers. He played okay. He wasn't the world, you know, beat or anything like that. Maybe he's figuring it out. Who knows? They're one, two, and one, okay? And they've been in games. They just haven't been able to figure out how to win those games. Guys, let's just assume for the sake of argument that the Queen's passing is behind him. How does <laughs> Russell Wilson jumpstart the Broncos' keeps, offense? You know That's what I want to know. Digging a deeper and deeper grave for yourself every time. Hey, don't say that because someone. Oh just my! Right, I did not. That just naturally happened. Oh my! Listen, you're going to upset Russell Wilson. So, how does he jumpstart this Broncos' offense, Key? <laughs> I, I think he just got to continue to just keep hacking at it. Look, early payoff bets right now doesn't look good for the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson on what they invested in Russell 
they didn't expect to be sitting at two and two with an offense that's kind of clunking along. And I understand that everybody wants to use the well, Nathaniel Hackett is a new head coach, so he's having some issues, or he has a new offensive coordinator. But that doesn't matter. There's a lot of new head coaches in this league that are doing well. There's a lot of new offensive coordinators in this league that's doing well. You just go right up to Buffalo and you take a look at Ken Dorsey, who was a new offensive coordinator that I had reservations about calling up plays, but he certainly has done a good job in the four games sample size that he's been in. Russell Wilson is not the same player that he once was. He's not nearly uh, the guy on the scrambling stuff, the things that he did in the past. It's a little bit different now. You could tell based on that, and maybe that comes back to him. Maybe he gets his legs underneath him. I just look at it and I say to myself, when I had a conversation with Mark Slareth and Stink on our show during the offseason when the conversation was about Aaron Rodgers, one of the things that Mark Slareth, who – by the way, is dialed in, former Super Bowl champion Broncos, radio show in Denver, lives in Denver, understands the Broncos, talks to people in the building, says even if they got Aaron Rodgers at the time, this was not a playoff team. You know, and I think a lot of that has to do with the thought that this defense was going to be better under uh, under new defensive coordinator because it was it was kind of like yeasted up and boosted up because of Vic Fangio's reputation but the defense was okay. The defense was not yeah. lights out a year ago. And so you insert Russell Wilson. We're going to have high-flying attack with Jared Judy and, and Sutton and Patrick, and we're going to run the ball. We're going to get that 2,000 yards total on the offensive side rushing. No, it hasn't happened. They struggle in the red zone. They get down there, and they can't punch it in and figure it out. So I don't know what this score is going to look like. I know the, the, the over-under something like 42, I believe it is. I think it could potentially be higher, but that won't be because of Denver. I think it'll be because of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take Denver to cover. And I think tonight's going to be a statement opportunity for Denver's defense. Now, I know Randy Gregory not playing, but when you think about guys like Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, it's their opportunity because Matt Ryan has been harassed. Like, so far in four games, he's thrown five passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and has been sacked a whopping 15 times. 15 times. So that O-line allows penetration. They need to insert and start like really hurting him, right? They're trying to get him out of his comfort zone, make him make plays. But as I'm not as worried. I feel like the offense, like for still having its learning curve, I don't feel as if everybody's going to make it a big deal because it's Russell Wilson and can he come and hit the ground running right away? I mean, they scored 23 points last game. I mean, it's – like he scored two touchdowns. He had one rushing TD. It's more about the defense that is a concern for me about the Broncos. I, I like the Broncos to cover, too. Um, here's the bottom line. As I mentioned it earlier in the show. One dude was traded for a gang of picks, including multiple first-rounders, mm-hmm. and given a top-of-the-market or, or a, a top-ish of the market type of contract. Now, whether or not he's still what he once was or worth it is a separate conversation, but that's how the marketplace valued him. And even though the market could be irrational at times, it is in the team's best interest to look at things soberly. And, and that, what it, that indicates is the Broncos weren't the only party interested. There were probably multiple parties interested. Matt Ryan went for a third-round pick. There's a reason for that. I think there's a big advantage. Whatever, However he slipped key, I think there's a big advantage at quarterback for the well, Broncos Mar- here. Ma- Matt Ryan had some bad years in the end in Atlanta. 
he's not the same Matt Ryan as when he came into the league, Max. So his value is not going to be where it would have been seven years ago. Sure. No, there's no he's he's older. He's got more tread on his uh, wear and tear on his body than Russell Wilson. It's a totally different situation. It's not it's not apples to apples. No question. But what I'm saying is now the now they're matching up, and I think the there's a real advantage at quarterback for the Broncos. Whatever you want to say about Fangio defense and this and that and who's healthy and who's I, not, both quarterbacks I think, are playing. I think, I think it's an even Steven at quarterback in this game. Hmm. As long as they can protect Matt Ryan, if they can protect Matt Ryan, I Big think F. he'll be fine. Big F key. Well, the I mean, same thing for Russell, though. They got to be able to protect him. They got to be able to protect yeah, him. Yeah, but like I'm all not, quarterbacks. But less so with Russell because he's mobile. Yeah. But that's always been the case, though, Max. Yeah. <laughs> when the last time you seen Matt Ryan out rushing by? Right, right. But that's what. <laughs> but key. It's like when you can do more things, you will age better than a dude who can do fewer things, right? Yes. Look at me and you. But see, I don't, I don't think the Colts have a pass rush. I mean, they only only three teams have fewer sacks huh? than the Colts. The Colts and their pass rush, right? So we talk a lot about Denver protecting Russ, and I'm like, well, where's the pass rush for the Colts? Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Quitty Pay, right? Like so. Yeah, but they but but when your your offensive line ain't protecting you though, Jay, if they're not protecting Russell, it doesn't matter. Anybody, me and you can go out there and get to the quarterback if they're not going to protect him. No, if they're not going to lock but that, up. But that's what that's what I'm talking about, Keith. And the numbers skew. The numbers are the facts, right? They're right there in front of you about how the O line for Indianapolis has not protected Matt Ryan, and that, that that's why I think there's an- yeah, Matt Matt Matt's O line has struggled a little bit at times, but a lot of that some of that has to do with holding the ball too long. Some of it has to do with coverage downfield because the receivers might not be separating. It'll be a – I think the game will be uh, better than what we probably are anticipating um, just based on the records and where these teams are right now. And it usually turn out – it turns out that way too because Denver's a hype place to play. The crowd will make it look a certain way, you know. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, you know what that sound means? It can only mean one thing. The NFL no. Draft. Kuiper Jr., ESPN NFL Draft expert, joins us. Brought to you by Eckridge Smoked Sausage. Find them in the refrigerated meat aisle of your favorite grocery store to create one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. Good morning, Mel. I got news for the world, guys. The 2023 NFL Draft begins when I come on with Key, J. Will, and Max. That's oh, when it begins. Oh, okay. oh, so him, let's, let's just get that straight. Oh. It begins today. Mel Kuyper Jr. putting the battery right in my back. Mel, um, we're through five weeks of the college football season. How have your opinions on the top quarterbacks that will be entering the 2023 draft changed? Not a lot, really. Uh, yeah, I think you know, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Bryce Young, those are your big three. Uh, Anthony Richardson's got some work to do, but the talent is in abundance. Okay, He's still raw, so we'll see how his year goes. Tyler Van Dyke's had those struggles at Miami. How will he bounce back from being benched? Now he's still the starter with the Hurricanes. And then you had to transfer Cam Ward from Washington State. Remember from Internet Word? Uh, now at Washington State, Jaron Hall, BYU, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. A lot of guys to work through, but there is right now the big three established at the top of the board in Stroud, Levis, and Young. Mel, you mentioned Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. I fell in love with him just watching him play against Florida. And prior to that, I had a chance to take a couple little snippets at him a few quarters. What is it that will intrigue the National Football League about him? He can spin it, Key, and that's the thing. The offense – 
I think, is tailored to the quarterback. Josh Heupel's done a great job, no question about that. Cedric Tillman, a little injured right now, has been an outstanding receiver for him. But he looks so confident in that offense, and, and they've, they've tailored to him, and they've made him great in that offense, uh, considering what he had been before he got there. So uh, I think these two years of Tennessee have made him a guy that people have to look at, and obviously the All-Star game is going to be important to see how he handles all that. He's in that next tier, and it's right after those top three. That next tier is still really not – defined yet so he has an opportunity the rest of the way he's got some huge games on the horizon this is an outstanding football team and uh, he's going to be on center stage a lot and be evaluated a lot but when you can spin it like he can and you can move like he can a Hendon Hooker is going to draw a lot of interest and I think there are a lot of eyes on him moving through this draft process. Mel, as I look at these quarterbacks that have come out in the NFL over the last couple of years, on the smaller side, not mm-hmm. the six foot four, back of the hair guys mm-hmm. that drop their back foot and let it rip. You're talking about smaller statue guys. Kyler Murray comes to mind. You know, Baker may feel smaller, a little thicker. When you start to look at this, how does this play into the way that Bryce Young is going to be looked at now, given that right now these guys aren't having the success that most people thought they would have? Okay, it's a great question because, you know, you say small or, or are you just short? Remember, Russell Wilson was 5, 10, and 3 quarters, but he was a strong, compact 5, 10, and 3 quarters. Same thing with Kyler Murray. Bryce Young has a different body type. And what's he going to be? We don't know. Is he going to be 5'11", 5'11 and a half? He's listed at 6 foot. Is he going to be 175, 180, 190? We don't know. But the bottom line is he doesn't have that stature of the guys who were just short but weren't small. So Bryce is a different kind of quarterback from that standpoint. But at money time, he's huge. Uh, and what he's done as the point guard distributing that football and the way he plays the game, you got to appreciate that. Uh, right now, he's pretty high up on my board. I'm going to have a new board coming out in a couple of weeks. I just did one about a week and a half ago. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, on the 22nd of September, he was at number six. I have Will Levis from Kentucky at four. C.J. Stroud at two. So it's still, they're all right there. It's at that three-horse race, but uh, they're all outstanding quarterbacks. Levis is the guy in an NFL offense at Kentucky has had some rough moments with the turnovers I get that you know but he's at Kentucky the offensive line has not helped him much he has to work hard for what he does there and that's in the NFL it doesn't come easy it comes easy for pitch and catch quarterbacks it doesn't come easy at Kentucky and that's going to help Will Levis transition quick into the NFL so he's the kind of guy I would say if I had a bet on who's going to be the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft right now guys I would bet on Will Levis from Kentucky mm, Mel Kuyper Jr. ESPN senior NFL draft analyst and my guy joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Mel, when you look at quarterbacks, obviously, you know, we, we talk about Tua, his size. You talk about smaller quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Bryce Young in that conversation. Considering what we've seen happen to Tua over the past couple of weeks, do you think there's any concern that teams are starting to get a little bit scared about smaller quarterbacks and stuff around concussions and just their smaller frames overall in general? It's, it's something they'll, they'll think about. I, I don't think it really is something for Tua that you could say, well, the smaller quarterbacks, there's that concern. They're protected so much in the NFL if they handle themselves. It was just unfortunate what happened. I mean, those things are going to happen uh, to quarterbacks. Joe Burrow spoke to, about that the other day. So it's just unfortunately part of the game, as they say. They have done everything they can possibly to help with the low hit, the high hit, any hit on a quarterback. Some are protect- Josh Allen's not protected basically at all, and then he gets the, the, the rough in the pass right by Baltimore's 
screaming that it was a horrible call when somebody cost the Ravens. But the bottom line is the bigger, stronger Lamar Jackson's not protected as much. The guys that can run, the big, strong guys like Josh that can move like he can, they're not protected as much. The smaller guys maybe are protected a little more. I don't know. All quarterbacks are protected as much as possible. They want these core. Nothing's worse than an NFL game without the starting quarterback. It's unwatchable. So they want these quarterbacks upright, doing their job at a high level from the start of the year until the Super Bowl. And they'll do everything they can to make that happen. So I don't think the size of the quarterbacks now – in fact, we don't even talk about size much. Now with Bryce, it's going to be discussed a little more because he doesn't have that Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray frame. But in terms of worrying about injury, guys, I I don't think that's a big factor. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN Senior NFL Draft Analyst, with us here on Keyshawn J. Willemax ESPN Radio, or you might be listening to us on the ESPN app. Take us with you wherever you go. Listen live. Hey, has, has Will Anderson lived up to the billing of the top guy on your bill, on your big board so far, Mel? Well, on the big board, yes, because he's such a great kid, and he produces. Now, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, is he – yeah, Miles Garrett, who could bend that edge like no other, uh, bend that corner. I mean, he could get around there like the speed skaters. I mean, it was amazing what he could do uh, and what he can do and what he's doing. When you think about you know what Von Miller does, uh, that's that's a separate group where Will Anderson is not that incredibly explosive pass rusher like they are, but they're special for a reason. They're in that, like I said, that elite group that very few are ever going to touch. Uh, but he's number one on the board. Will he be the number one pick? Pass rushers and quarterbacks are going to go, guys. And uh, you know He's there, and then you have to, if the team needs a quarterback, they're going to take C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Bryce Young. We know that. But if you have your quarterback and there's not a trade possibility, you don't want to lose a Will Anderson if he is evaluated as that elite player by the time we get to late April, keep the pick and you take him. So uh, that's the position of great need, and everybody wants it. And he's right there, and he's a great kid, and he'll make everybody around him better as he does. And he'll make your team better. He'll finish games. He'll close out games. Uh, he won't do it to the level necessarily of Miles and, and Von Miller. But uh, like I say, very few, if any, will do that to that level. So I'll say right now it's between him and those quarterbacks to, see, to ultimately be the number one pick overall. Mel, I'm out here doing your job for you and taking notes and, and, and taking <laughs> Always things and looking at some stuff. And I noticed a kid who is about six foot one, about 187 pounds, probably runs based on just looking at me. I haven't put a clock on him, mm-hmm. but he's probably a sub four three guy, catches everything in his catch radius. He wears the number three. He goes to the <laughs> University of Southern California. He is an amazing quick start guy, stop mm-hmm. on a dime, give some change by far. In my estimate opinion, and we've had some great ones in Marquise Lee and Robert Woods and, and Dwayne Jarrett and Drake London and all of them, the best one since that last number three wore that to come out. Where do you have Jordan Addison rank that right now? He's at number 10 on the big board, number one receiver. He has been since September 22nd. Uh, he's got the same grade as the seventh guy on the board, which is B. John Robinson running back Texas. So I think he's going to be a top five to ten pick, maybe top four to, to six pick possibly. Uh, people say, well, look at his side. Well, you look at Devontae Smith. So we're not worried. That's, Marvin Harrison came out. I think you're looking at a, a kid who at Pitt had, what, 100 catches for Kenny Pickett? He helped Kenny Pickett be a, uh, that pick that he was in the first round. He averaged, what, 16 yards a catch with 17 touchdowns. Look what he's doing at USC this year through five games. Uh, you know, he's a spectacular. He's from Maryland, Maryland kid. 
Frederick, Maryland. So, uh, you know, Jordan Addison, though, you do it at two programs. Now, he's had Kenny Pickett. He's got Caleb Williams. Yeah, you go from Pitt where he had, you know, Mark Whipple coordinating that offense, okay? And now he's got, you know, Lincoln Riley. So he's been in two systems that were favorable for the quarterback and the receiver. But the, his skill set, the production, the consistency, uh, he's the number. And the other receivers, guys, have not really lit up. Jackson Smith and Jigbo, Ohio State's been banged up. Kayshawn Booty has been, has been, you know, struggling. Quentin Johnson hasn't put up the big numbers at TC. You, uh, yeah. So a lot of the receivers that you thought were going to be super productive this year and lighten it up have not. So he's been the one star that we expected to be really good that has been dynamic in the early going. No, he certainly has. I, he advertised well and has done everything that you thought that he would do coming over from Pitt. Who else outside of Jordan Addison, who's the headline prospect out of USC? What other guys that are draft eligible? could potentially go in this year's draft. From USCK? Y- yes. Yeah, Tuli Tulipo Lotu, the defensive lineman, the, the versatility he provides is going to be very intriguing to the NFL, the way they move him around, the way he can get after the quarterback. He's been a guy who's been really showing up in the backfield a lot. Uh, Makai Blackman, the cornerback, certainly is going to get a lot of play. Uh, and on the offensive side, Andrew Voorhees on the line. And Travis Dye, the former Oregon running back, uh, what he's able to do running the football. But I think when you look at Tulipo Lotu would be the guy I'd keep an eye one up front. Like I said, on the back end with the cover skills of Blackman, you would keep an eye on him. But there's no question Addison is the, the guy when you talk about the top 10, top five overall, uh, the first receiver off the board, that's going to be Jordan Addison. Mm. And that's going to be Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN senior NFL draft analyst, but really needs no uh, introduction or labeling. Thank you, Mel, as always. And what did you say to start this uh, segment? You said that when you're on this show, what does that mean? That signals the start of the 2023 National Football League draft. It's like the groundhog <laughs> saw his shadow. You know what I mean? Here we go. Thank you, Mel. Right, One o'clock, guys. Enjoyed it, man. See ya. As always. Man, when you hear that chime, you just get goosebumps. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, and Mel, too. By the way, Mel's one of those iconic voices where you hear it, it, you're like, it puts you right, boom, right in that frame of mind. Guys, can Teddy Bridgewater keep the Dolphins afloat, like basically the same? or at least tread water in Tua's absence. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're now on ESPNU. We are on the ESPN app. It is time for On the Plus Side. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All right. Here we go. Key, Rutgers, plus. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you, oh, you, was, tell, you tell me your pick. I was going college football. That's why I was yep. listening to my music. In the college bar. Um, 
I'm taking Rutgers, man. Plus three underdog. I think they got Nebraska. They got Nebraska this week. But I feel like, you know, they ran up against Ohio State. They lose to Ohio State. It's Ohio damn state. And then when you talk about Nebraska beating Indiana, everybody all of a sudden act like Nebraska's program is back to the Tom Osborne days. I like what Greg Schiano has done in Rutgers so far. I'm taking Rutgers plus three. All right, let's do it on the plus side. Best underdog bet of the weekend, in my opinion. Man, the fact that the Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point dogs versus the Rams blows my mind. I mean, did we just not see the Rams and Matthew Stafford get sacked seven times? Seven times. And, and by the way, who has one of the best defenses or maybe the best in the NFL as it relates to the pass rush? I'm going with the Cowboys. I think Cooper Rush wins this game offensively, but I think, once again, because of the defense, the defense is the staple for the Cowboys. I think they cover easily. So you, said, you said sack seven times, Jay? That's not even the number. How number about seven. getting hit 17? Another 17 one. times he was hit. Hit 17 times? On top of – no, you're right about the sacks. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like saying that's even and more significant. Hit, pressured yeah. Yeah. another 17. Whether or not you record the sack, that hit occurred, oh, right? Yeah. Yes. Rutgers and it hurts. plus three home versus Nebraska. That's key. We're on the plus side. Cowboys plus five and a half at home at the Rams. That's Jay. I am taking the Jets plus five and a half at home versus the Dolphins. I don't believe you. I'm taking the Jets. I think the Jets are playing. Listen, they just, they're feeling good. They just beat Pittsburgh. And and I don't think I – know, I know what you told me, Key. I don't think Bridgewater is the same as Tua. I think there's going to be a drop-off. I think the Jets are feeling good about themselves. And listen to what Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst extraordinaire and two-time Super Bowl champion, told us. Now, of course, he won his championships with the Patriots, got the money with the Jets. I mean, that's how it goes. But listen to what he told us earlier today. What needs to happen is what you did in the fourth quarter, which was phenomenal. He was terrific. Now you got to consistently do that right from jump. Don't wait until chaos and then start playing your butt off. I need to see that right from the beginning because for three quarters in that Pittsburgh game, he didn't look good at all. Then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, the switch turned on, and he looked like one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And so if you can get that consistency right from the beginning with the weapons the Jets have on offense, man, this thing could look really good for them. I've been told I said plus five and a half Jets. I thought I said three and a half. It is plus three and a half at home versus the Dolphins. So, Key, what do you think about what D. Wood had to say about the Jets? I, I do. I believe it. I believe that Joe Douglas has done a tremendous job of, of, of accumulating a bunch of a wealth of young talent. There's no, there's no question about it. Brees, Brees Hall. When you look at, when you look at what he did there, right? You, uh, Makai Becton. Obviously, that's a whole other story. But he picked up a nice piece in, in Tucker, but Elijah Vera Tucker. You got to go all through the whole list of names there, huh? <laughs> and, and when you talk about that, right? Garrett Wilson. It's just. And Quentin Williams is starting to play like he was supposed to play coming out of Alabama. I just have a little bit reserved still about the quarterback in the coaching. Okay? It's week to week now. As as Stephen A. would say on first take, it's fluid. It's it's, it's So let's see. They got a good team. They got to just keep plucking away. Two and two, right? You win this game. You beat the Dolphins. You pull even with the Dolphins. A record, your record – is what it say it is at the end of the day. Mm, Bill Parsons. You are what your record you are say what you your are. Record says you are right. I, I think this is a staple game. Obviously, a lot of people are going to focus in on the offense, which Zach Wilson 
I mean, look, I think there's a lot of promise there and a lot of pieces on the offensive side of the ball. But I think this is a Robert Sala staple because what, what do the Dolphins have, man? They have two speedsters when you think about Waddle and Hill. So I think that secondary is going to be challenged. And we've had conversations about Teddy Bridgewater, about, look, like the skill set, one of the reasons why Mike McDonald liked him was McDaniel, excuse me, Mike McDaniel liked him was due to the fact that his, his skill set mirrored Tua to a degree. So how Teddy utilizes those outside weapons, it will, it will really depend upon how they are guarded and what that secondary looks like for Robert Sala. I, I know what you mean about how, the skill, how, how they're similar in certain ways, Bridgewater and, and Tua. But Tua's had all the reps recently. Tua's the one who's so – so, like, he – even when you tell me, oh, it's the same thing, more or less. I, I knew you were going to say that about these two guys. Once no, you didn't know right. what I was going to say. I, I knew you were going to say that. You don't know that. You're I, just talking now, Max. You're just I, making things up. I, in fact, I believe I said earlier in the show, I know what you're going to tell me, so we can go back and listen. But the point is – but the point is, like – it's one guy is getting the reps, the other guy isn't, and one guy's young and getting better. So I feel like for Teddy Bridgewater just to step in yeah, Max, and pick up where Tua left off is a little different, even you, if it's you, in you, him you, under you, other circumstances. Against Cincinnati, came into the game, he was fourteen to twenty-three for like two hundred yards and a touchdown. He came into the game in relief. Yep, that's Teddy Bridgewater. He's also been a starter in this league, Max. He, he has guided a team to the playoffs. Yep. He's been a starter. So it's not as if you're bringing in Zip, Zeppi, Mr. Z from yeah, the New yeah, England yeah. Patriots. Yeah, this yeah. is a different situation. The, the Miami Dolphins did, just didn't bring Teddy Bridgewater in to be a backup. They brought him in to put pressure on Tua early mm-hmm. on. Okay, and then they decided they were going to go with Tua. And now they say, okay, if anything would have happened to Tua – we got a guy that we feel good about. So at the end of training camp, they felt like, okay, one guy's 1A, one guy's 1B. But we're going to go with Tua because he's been here. We need to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm telling you what I know that came out of Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so in the end, I'm not saying that he's better than Tua or anything like that. All I'm saying is you're going to get the same thing. You're going to get methodically moving the football down the field. You're going to get the dink and dunk into Waddle and in, in Hill's mm-hmm. hands and let them do their job. That's what you're going to get. You also get like those short bubble routes, man, where those guys eat up so much yardage after yeah, the catch, like the yak route. I love it. Yeah. You don't have to have a cannon for scouts, it. man. You talk to no, scouts. No, you say bubble routes. I just love it. Though. I'm like, listen to Jay. Yeah, man. Talk I'm, about bubble I'm around you. I talk to you all day. So, like, that – I mean, to me, like – Yak for those guys, like that's what their specialty yes, is too. So you don't you know, need a cannon I, I, for an arm. I often to throw hear for a lot Key of yards. talk about this, and it comes more to light the more I watch certain quarterbacks. Key, you talk about it with Cooper Rush and the playbook, right? How do you yeah. simplify it, man? Yeah, I bring it down. Teddy, he has the football IQ with the experience where he doesn't need to have that. He doesn't need to thread the needle or throw that crazy explosive play. Keep it simple. But we're f- we're focusing on the Dolphin side from the Jets side. The Jets are feeling good about themselves right now. They have their quarterback back. They have, as, as Damian mentioned and Key mentioned, they've been drafting. They seem to have a good draft to me, right? They have yeah, they some, did. They have some playmakers now. I need to hone in on Sauce Gartner, though, because mm. I, I ain't really seen that. I need to hone in on him. I need to – I need to because you're getting ready – right now, you ain't playing against UCF. You're getting ready to see some speed, like some yeah. serious pick-em-up-and-go. Yeah. So I really want to 
I really need to focus in on Sauce Gardner. No one has more explosive speed guys who can also play the position than Miami right now. I don't think. Yeah, usually season. speed dudes can't play football. Right, they can just run. <laughs> They're special teams guys, right? But no, not these no, they guys. can play. No, they they can play, but they can't catch. Let me say uh, that. Right. Mm. Speed dudes usually they out there dropping Bentleys and Lamborghinis left and right. But these dudes are running like Lamborghinis. Meantime, uh, we have more to do still, guys. Jordan Addison and uh, USC. Fight on. Is he the best USC wide receiver since? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. So Rob Manfred was uh, talking about the home run record. Barry Bonds. He was talking about Aaron Judge. He was yeah. talking about it all, Max. And this is, this is his response to me. He says people who say 62 is the real record. I don't know who's saying it louder than me. Listen to this. He was on Get Up this morning, Major League Baseball commissioner. Well, the record books say what they say. Um, I think that over the history of the game, there have been different eras. The ball performed differently. The equipment was different. And I think the best way to handle it is let fans make their own judgment as to what records are most significant to them. So I think that's a diplomatic way to put it. I don't think it's irresponsible or anything like that. I thought the commissioner handled that well. This is for people who seem to, like, I, I really have, you know, when I go, oh, no, no, wait a minute, blah, 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 key. When I do that is when I see a logical, uh, 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 something incongruous logically. When the logic doesn't hold up in someone's argument, I, I go, oh, wait, wait, let's stop right there. And, and a lot of these arguments for Bonds and McGuire and Sosa don't hold up logically. In that, oh, are you saying that, that no one can ever get better? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I don't need a receipt from Balco or an admission or a videotape to evidence to know that at the age of 37, you are not going to cut your home run to at-bat ratio in half and also get twice as good as you've ever been. It's just not going to happen. 
So, you know, without help, unless they're especially when yeah. there are no external changes in the circumstance. I, so, I, you know. I think that I'm, I'm more with you in terms of what you just said, but I also think because a guy like Barry Bonds was always great and good. He, he, he was always great and good. The best ever. His alleged PED use, and I say alleged because he was not, you know. He didn't admit it. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't admit it or anything like that. He was already good, already a Hall of Famer. And he did what he did, allegedly, to catch the other guys because he didn't want them to show him up. They were making it unfair. He was yeah, trying to make it fair hitting, again. I agree. He was hitting 40 a year, whatever the case was, all, you know, and they would all of a sudden jump from 25, 30, 35 to 70. Mm-hmm. So they so he said, "Okay, well give me some of what y'all may have, you know?" And so I think his record at 73 for me is the record. I appreciate that, but I also appreciate the 62 by judge. I think that's what it is for me, Key. I, I appreciate both. Yeah. You don't. I mean, guys. no, I, I appreciate Bonds' greatness, but I don't respect the record. That's the difference. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I mean, I used to watch the Adam West Batman. When someone comes out with the pink smoke... You get, that means everyone's about to pass out, and he's about to steal all their watches. That's like the Joker or the Riddler or something. Key, I can't yeah. help myself. I'm, I'm pulling the Max Kellerman on this one. But you know when you watch the video, though, one of those people in those yellow jackets wearing security had a knee brace on. <laughs> Man, leave, leave the people alone, had a knee Jay. brace. Key. Peep the you dive, didn't say that though, when you, you didn't say nothing about that when they was walking you to your fancy-ass car in Chicago after the game. You didn't say nothing. You was no, like, oh, no, how are you doing you, there, Billy? No, because you know the security eye around me, they, you, they deterred you. 
That's that's the security around me. They deterred you. You thought twice, three, four times about doing anything like that. That's what I'm saying. So what we're responding to the video is there was a, a, a guy trying to make a stance about, uh, you know, uh, animal rights, and he had a shirt on at the on the the game and, and on the uh, what game was this? Hold on, what uh, this, this is Forty Nine ers San Francisco Rams. Yeah, Niners Rams, and he's running down the sideline, and there's pink smoke billowing out of something he's holding. And Bobby Wagner and someone else on the sideline, they didn't tackle him, they didn't hurt him, they didn't do anything malicious or try to rough well, he, the passer. He put his shoulder they, in his chest. Max. No, no, they what Max, they did he put was, his shoulder in his chest. Jay, they tried to get him to the ground. That's all. Yeah, no, they they, they did extra. that, but it's not it's not their job yeah, to do that. First of all, to get dude, him to the ground. The dude is smoking. So right. if he's smoking, why would you why would you run out there? You're not run, Max. You're not running out there when you see somebody smoking. No, you're not doing you, that. Man, you, that. We don't know what that smoke is. You wake up from that smoke. They found out the secret uh, location of the Bat Cave. You know, like I don't mess with that you smoke. Mess around and, and and have some serious illness messing around over there with that smoke. Right. Speaking of California, though, we do have some weird stuff at times going on in California, but we also have some exciting college football like Jordan in California. Addison. Jordan Addison, the wide receiver. Listen to what Mel Kuyper Jr., who was just on this show moments ago, said about Jordan Addison. I think he's going to be a top five to ten pick, maybe top four to, to six pick possibly. Do you looking at a, a kid who at Pitt had, what, 100 catches for Kenny Pickett? He helped Kenny Pickett be a, that pick that he was in the first round. He averaged, what, 16 yards a catch with 17 touchdowns. Look what he's doing at USC this year through five games. He's doing it at two programs. Now he's had Kenny Pickett. He's got Caleb Williams. Yeah, you go from Pitt where he had Mark Whipple coordinating that offense, and now he's got Lincoln Riley. So he's been in two systems that were favorable for the quarterback and the receiver, but his skill set, the production, the consistency. And the other receivers, guys, have not really lit up. Jackson Smith and Jigbo Ohio Spade's been banged up. Kayshawn Booty has been struggling. So a lot of the receivers that you thought were going to be super productive this year and lighten it up have not. He's been the one star that has been dynamic in the early going. You know, the interesting thing about Jordan Addison is he's fast, he's quick. He's a lot of the Devontae Smith stuff in him, but I think he has some, some little more grit. He has that D.C. Maryland, you know what I'm saying, Jay, that that, mm. that that grit to him, that that toughness. And when I look at receivers, especially at USC, and we've had a, a list of them, I, I mean, all the way from Lynn Swan all the way to this kid right now in Jordan Addison. He, in my opinion, and, it, and it's not about, you know, it's not about me or whatever, but I was pretty damn good in college. He's probably the best pro prospect to come out of USC since me. And we've had guys go. We've had, you know, Mike Williams and Dwayne Jarrett and Robert Woods and Marquise Lee. Uh, you know, we had Kerry Colbert. I mean, we had a bunch of guys. But he, you know, when Mel started talking about the top five, that tells you something about his ability. What do you think, Key? Is he the best SC receiver since? Give me a name. Since? Keyshawn. Since Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. He's the best. And, and, and like I said, Drake London and those guys, yeah. those guys that went in the first round, but he's a he's different. He's he's Devontae Smith. He's Marvin Harrison. Those guys are different. They can pick him up and put him down. He's not as big as me. He won't go up. As, you know, he can still – he got long arms, so he can still reach and, and do some things. But he's not going to be asked to go and block a linebacker. Yeah. He's not going to be asked to do some of the things that I was asked to do. And he can run. Key. He got wheels. It, it, mm-hmm. We can flip around how the draft actually works. You know, obviously, 
there are 32 teams. Those teams select the individual talent. That talent goes to play for the team. But if you can flip it, if you're Jordan Addison coming into the draft and you could choose which lower portion or team at the bottom bucket of the barrel that you want to play for that you think you have the most upside, if you were in that position, Key, what team would you choose coming into the 2023-2024 season? And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean what it drafting. I just pick an NFL team. I mean, like say like one of the lower tier teams, right? That aren't oh, not playing well. I, but like lower, you're trying to lower pick, tier. Like obviously like a Jacksonville. Like oh, I like to go play with the Trevor Lawrence or a team like yeah, that. Yeah, but the but problem is, is they got Kristen Kirk already, so they got a guy that there can take go. the top See? off. See if he if if I was him, mm-hmm. I'm going to Kansas City. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but Kansas City is going to have a draft pick that high because I know. I'm just thinking the the lower the like what's the the best upside. You know what else? Lower key, what you just team? said about he already have a guy who could do what he does. I you would know, you, I would I would take a look at the Texans. Okay. Um, I ain't fooling with the Commanders, mm. the Giants because I think they're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Yes. Um, I I'd, I'd really look at the Giants big time because it's the New Giants York. He's from the East Coast. His personality, he played in that the cold grit. already at Pitt. He, like I said, he's from the East Coast, so he knows what that is. They need this type of dynamic playmaker. The New York Jets got one in Garrett Wilson. And, and I think this kid is better than Garrett Wilson. Mm. Mm. Wait, man, what was that y'all just showed on the screen? What was that you y'all? You some huge pads, cuz. Yeah, they put you in some, uh, yeah. Ooh, look at the numbers in two years. Not bad. And the crop top? Yeah, crop, that's when I had. Come on, uh, James. Now I got a stomach like you, but before hey, I had a washboard. That's unnecessary. Well, you the one Damn, brought you the crop top up. You brought brought it up. See, yeah, you asked for it. Hey, I want to get some, back to something you said about they already have a guy in Christian Kirk, right? But, and I agree. I think Giants would be a great fan as a Giants fan. I'd love to see it. But you were sort of saying the same thing about Miami when they went and signed. Um, or traded for and signed uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyree Hill because they've yeah. already had a guy like that. But it is yeah. possible. I, and, Jay, I think uh, you know there, there are teams like this in the NBA, too, where you have two guys and it seems redundant. But, in fact, yeah. it becomes a problem for opposing defenses because they got two guys who can do that, right? Yeah, it, 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 it so far the early payoff says that that has been a little bit of a problem uh, for teams to be able to cover Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Can that? Can you keep that up, though? I'm not one that wants the same guys on the same level. I want to, you know, I need yeah. one of these. And well, the I most mean, per, teams, per, most teams in the NFL, they got a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett. They got a Jared Judy and a Cortland Sutton. A Cortland Sutton. They don't have. They don't. You know. They and just part don't of that, do that is part of that is they're finite. That's an outlier, Max. Yep, they're finite resources. So with the cap, and so if you got one thing already, why get it again when you have other needs? I get that. But sometimes you have two ball handlers on the same team in the NBA. It can be a problem for the defense, right? Yeah, but it depends on, I mean, small. But, I mean, look what we talk about with the Lakers, right? We talk about, well, can you have Patrick um, Beverly? Beverly, thanks, Keith. Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder on the court at the same time. That's the like, same thing. It's the, the same, same thing. Same right. thing you have to know how to use it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You'll be happy I predicted the future. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Addison goes to the Giants. Oh! They move up, they move oh, up yeah, in like the this. draft, and they draft him, and they go get some quarterback in free agency. That's just uh, – Jordan Addison and Lamar Jackson. There you go. Uh, <laughs> New York Giants. <laughs> 
Just oh, that, that, that would be that would be a world in which I could be too happy. That. I'd be too happy. And, and it they got be a big right. game this Saturday against Washington State. Then they go to Utah. That's big for us to get into the Final Four. Mm. So okay. we've 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 covered See a CFP. lot today. We're NBA, MLB, NFL. We've absolutely, we've absolutely. Hey, uh, Greeny is coming up next, and of course, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max will be back tomorrow morning at six a.m. Eastern. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.